rich niggas, black bar mitzvahs, Mozart is a celebration, bitches. Naheim, I wish for you 100 years of success, but it's my time. Cheers, toast to crime. Number one, D-boy, shame you can rhyme. The rock boys in the building tonight. Oh, what a feeling, I'm feeling life. You don't even gotta bring your paper out. We the dope boys of the year, drinks is on the house. The rock boys in the building tonight. Killing, I'm killing this ice. Hey. You don't even gotta bring your purses out. We the dope boys of the year. Tricks is on the house. I call my thing the marathon because yeah. I, I'm not gonna lie and, and, and portray um, this ultimate poise like I've been had it figured out. No, I just didn't oh. quit. That's the only no. distinguishing quality. Turn me all the way up. I know I got that flow back, nigga. Mm-hmm. Real rap hill back in the map black. She I got a thousand of mess in that ass back. <laughs> yeah. While they don't. Cause they fly and they can't rap. Yab, yab, nigga getting rich. Yab, yab, nigga bought a six. Yeah, I bought a spot on the top floor in my view from the living room. Make a walk short. Yeah, yab, yab, nigga on his tip. Yab, yab, nigga never slip. Nah, hold up. Wait a minute with that homie shit. I was on my grind and you ain't never load me shit. I was on a mission, nigga. You ain't never load a clip. Hold up. You remind me of my old bitch. Hold up. Why you always on that whole shit, man? Hold up. Got me talking about some old shit. So I get back to the money. Say I'm acting funny. Face everywhere. Thank God I ain't ugly. See him in the mirror. They say God is above me in a Porsche Panamera. Smoking weed, getting scully. Yeah, so come get me if you want me. Me and my buddy. Lean shit real bloody. Yellow tape on the beat. It's no wonder why they love me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can the flow? Yeah, yeah. Got a million hoes. Yeah, yeah. When a nigga step out and the pair was those. Yeah, yeah. For the niggas old. So fast to switch hustles And my back, I swell hundred And my fucking pack is illustrious And I still kill one of you niggas Cause I'm not really for the fuck shit And we was raised around hustlers Rolex chains and case busting Super sports and box colors Then pull off fast and burn rubber Pull out cash like it's nothing Cause all these young niggas is hustling All these young hoes is fucking Summertime in that colors Summertime in that colors Summertime in that colors Gangster, 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 gangster. Wait no more, we'll be just fine And we ain't finna wait no more So don't waste my time Remember when we had no way, no way But we'll be okay for now We'll be okay for now And here on now, on now one. All right. We are back. It's another week of Mother Talks, a safe place for keeping the player. 
We're keeping culture every time, all the time. It's your boy SL, uh, the real SL. I got my man. Uh, what will be this week? Terry What's in your the name building. this week? Name same Terry name last week. Terry. All right, Terry. Uh, how you doing, my brother? You know what I'm saying. Well, first off, before you uh, we say anything, uh, my Zoom listeners, my man Terry, he got me out the way with a nice cut. I came to Richmond a couple weeks weeks ago. I had to do some family business up there, but you know I need a cut. Uh, you know I trusted my man to hold me down with a cut, and he did a really good job. So you know, look at you see we'll zoom in right and, here. And y'all can see, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead, give him that straight view again. That that line, it ain't it ain't the crispiest because my my it ain't the crispiest because it's been a couple it's been a couple days. But y'all can see that line is straight, and there's no no scarring. You ain't get Zeke. Your shit ain't get pushed back. You know what I'm saying? Yep. New business. What's up? We're gonna be shouting you know out gonna be shouting out my um my studio, my hair studio soon. Oh, on the black yeah. business shout out shit. So stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we got, you know what I'm saying? It's a nice little cut. Uh not too team at uh, TMI, but you know, once the cut happened, got a little more friskier and fuller house. So I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> there was there was a little bit more affection. You know what? Yeah, you know what you know what fresh cut Fridays do. Yeah, fresh cut Fridays equal frisky. Frisky. You know what I'm, so I'm happy that I'm I can not, I'm not mad at the job. I'm happy I'm that I'm at the job. So appreciate that. You know what I'm saying, listeners in uh in Richmond. Uh if you need a cut and you're tired of your old barber, put yes, your girl Terry on over here. Yeah, and right now I'm saying prices are low because you know I'm still in my apprenticeship stage. But I will I'm telling you this, you no hairline will be pushed back is my motto. No hairline pushed back. <laughs> Put that on my business yeah. card. I mean that's truly in a black for black man's haircut, that's truly probably the only thing that you should not mess up. Like, like that's like a guarantee you should be have to do. You should have to guarantee that you will keep your hairline intact. That's what I mean. See, yeah. niggas, I'm gonna tell you what Tempor- it is though. Tempor- niggas, can be that deep I'm gonna tell you what it is I'm though. Niggas wanna like, niggas want shit to be so perfect and symmetrical. And sometimes you 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 overplay your hand when it comes to the clippers. Some niggas you try to make that side look like that side, and next thing you know, <laughs> this side is at an obtuse angle, and this side is at an acute angle, and it ain't no coming back from that. And the only thing you can do is yeah. push it back. So yeah. it does take skill. And um, I like I said, I've been cutting my hair for shit five six years now. So now I'm just I'm crossing over to the other side. I I actually got my first client. Uh, someone that I know, I cut. Some, I have a weekly client that comes by. I cut his hair for him, and now you know I'm just trying to get more experience with different grades of hair and different head shapes, paws, and um, yeah, I even cut. I even cut a white girl's hair one time. So you know what I'm saying? Mm. We we getting there, baby. Nobody getting zeked and no hairline getting pushed back. That's a great motto. No hairline pushed back. That's a great motto. Great motto. But uh, but besides that, man, how you been doing, man? You know what I'm saying? I saw you last week, but how's your week been? Uh, mental health good? Your uh, physical health good? I got a pain in my foot, and my big toe has been numb. 
like <laughs> the big toe on my left foot is like, like randomly like you ever felt it for like nah, a week? I've been having I've been having some pain in the in the mid in the base part of my toe, like where it connects to the foot. It's been like a sharp pain that sometimes would just go through that area of my foot. And now and then this week, probably around Wednesday, my toe just started to get numb. And I've been stretching it out and shit, and it's it's been kind of hurting me. So I went on Amazon and I bought this uh this foot roller. Mm. It's like a uh it's not an acupuncture. It's a some some type of foot roller is supposed to help relieve some of the uh the tension and shit in your foot and help with you know. So uh, I'm waiting for that to come in. But other than my toe being numb, life is good. Still got a job. Still got That's a what job. I'm saying. That's what I think it is. But I think since I turned 29. Little shit just start to get little kinks and shit in my in my body. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it. That's what happens. That's what happens. I don't bro. like it. I don't like it. So you turn twenty nine and your toes just start to get numb. Well, it, it, you got toes. When I turned twenty nine, I started feeling like little sharp pains in my knee. So <laughs> I started stretching a little bit more. Okay. <laughs> You're like. Yeah, so uh, it's a little bit harder. Like, if you don't work out for a while, that bounce back after the workout, it's, it's a little bit harder. You're a little bit more sore in the morning. Um, playing basketball, I, you know, I played on my uh, job's basketball team at 29. I remember that story. First day after practice, I was like this. Like, yeah, man, you got it. So you can't just throw that bitch up in high gear no more. You got to, like, First, yeah, second, yeah. Third. You got to do real stretches. You got to get the, you got any any physical activity. You got to get the thirty minutes before to do a real deep stretch. Uh, mm-hmm. Epsom salt is a real thing. I thought okay. it was just like, <laughs> I thought it was just something that old niggas tell you that they do, but it's a real it's a real thing. Get mm. you in the tub. I've taken many of tubs, uh, baths at twenty nine. This nigga took more baths. <laughs> well, you know what? This, I got some bath. I got some bath bombs that I was gifted for a birthday a while ago. I might just need to go ahead and drop the bath bomb, drop some Epsom salt, go ahead and soak. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. We ain't young no more. Nah, not at all, bro. Like, starting to look into like real adult things. Like, I asked my pops, does he have a, a broker? A broker? I was like, I was like, who the fuck am I? I was like, who the fuck am I? I'm asking my. You said what? That's that's a real like, yo, who the fuck am I? I'm asking. He's like, you're dead serious. Like, yo, let me let me reach out to people that I know might know some shit about stocks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, should I give me an accountant? (laughs) Like, should I? Like, do I need a tax man? Like, I don't know. I feel like those are things that they, that they should teach us way back earlier in our life. But I feel like, Terry, you've been saying you had a tax man a while ago. Yeah, I do. I do. And I've been with him this month to the second year. I actually got my, uh, I got my stimulus. So I, I guess y'all know how much money I'm making or, or the range of money I'm making. I got my <laughs> stimulus very early because I filed. My, my, my man did all my shit for me. And um, I, I got my stimulus probably like the second week that they were sending them out. So, you know what I'm saying? This adult shit is really like, we just doing things on a higher level and better. And 
Shout out to you for, for getting a broker, bro. I, hope, yeah, I don't have one yet, but I, I, you know, you're doing those random thoughts, like, maybe I should get one. But then soon it's like, come. yeah, soon come. I'm not making, I'm not, I'm not making that much money yet, but when that day comes. Exactly. You got prepared. Mm-hmm. You got prepared. I'll be ready. But, uh, you know, I'm all right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, mental health doing all right. I'm trying to exercise like more, you know, uh, watch different types of television, you know, so I found, uh, I started re-binging Reno 911, which is a great show that amazing show it it aged very well a lot yeah. of shows in the early 2000s stuff like that don't age well yeah they're this perfectly aged very well go ahead no nah, i was waiting for you oh no i was it oh i was like, like like it was uh it's um it's a perfect satire of what's going on now to be honest like mm-hmm. you wouldn't have thought that they were making fun of police 10 years ago or whatever but um very funny great satire you know sometimes it's refreshing it's not pc you know sometimes you know say. i've heard a couple yeah i've heard a couple m-bombs fly i've heard a couple f-bombs fly and it wasn't as triggering as i thought it would be but i was like yo but i can't remember my express i can't remember how i felt way back then but, but see, you know. when they did it, that shit was funny. Yeah. Like, the satire that they do, and then, like like you said, bro, like, it's not politically correct. They saying everything they're not supposed to say, but in the world that they built on that show, it's like, it makes it open to where you could play with shit like that. And yeah. uh, they did it the best. First of all, Dangle was a homosexual, but he was kind of closeted <laughs> for a while. Yeah. Then you had you hit it hit a lot of demographics. You had Spanish dude, white women, but black woman, shout Nisi Nash, who was amazing on the show. Yeah. Black dude. And then um that shit was just hilarious, bro. All the characters, all the calls they went on. I seen yeah. a clip I seen a clip where they was like they was breaking up some kids that were trying to ride a bike over the uh the a gap in a building on the roof. Mm. And they went up there and they was like, yo, I bet you five dollars you can't make the jump. And the little kid tried to jump and he missed. And he just went down to the ground. <laughs> and the motherfuckers got scattered out that bitch. I'm like, yo, y'all are the police. Y'all not supposed to be. <laughs> Shout out Reno 911. Yeah, man. The last two great year. movies, too. They had two movies, right? I think they only had one. I, I can only remember one when they went to Miami. I think there was two. Well, they had a great, great movie, too. So and it, I found out movie. I found out that that show is back. Yeah, it's on it's, Quibi. Yeah. Quibi. I was like, they got a lot of shows on Quibi, but I don't know if it's free or not. They say it's free, but I'm not trying to pay for something. So I might just figure out a way to scam new episodes. Yeah, ain't nobody trying to pay for Quibi, dog. Nah, I got, I seen um, a tweet. Wait, before you start, I seen a tweet. The nigga was like, yo, I got Hulu, Disney Plus, Netflix, Amazon Don't talk TV. to me. Don't talk to me crazy. Talk to me, talk to me nicely. Like, I'm not like... Don't talk to me crazy. Me. Yeah, sir. Said, you got, got streaming? streaming services. Right, yeah. That's, That's real life, don't, don't play it. Don't play it. Don't play that. that I'm that different. Man. I'm different. Yeah. But I, I'll you want to watch. <laughs> what you want to watch, baby? You know what I'm saying? I got it all. Bro, <laughs> that's underestimated, bro. Listen, you, when you could cut on any premium channel, Amazon, Hulu, Netflix, Disney Plus, DC Universe, shit, a bitch get cozy. 
<laughs> they can turn on whatever they want to watch. They get cozy. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't turn on HBO or Showtime. HBO she never leaving. HBO Max. Or she or he is never leaving your crib. Oh yeah. If you got the premium channels too. Talking about yeah. that You know what I'm saying? Like I cannot like I can only imagine how many situations situational ships started because a nigga or a bitch had stars to watch uh power. Bro. You know what I'm saying? You bro. didn't even like the bitch. <laughs> but you had power and she just kept coming over. Like I said, I didn't ask her out. You know what I'm saying? Like kept watching power every week. <laughs> I ain't mad. I like that, you know what? We don't I ain't mad at that, but we don't do we have a show like that we watch now? As a black community, I don't think so. Insecure, yeah. Oh, insecure, yeah. But they only do thirty minute episodes. You can't really finesse up a thirty minutes, thirty minute episode, bro. Yeah, they they kind of need to get that whole hour long, John. You can get off. But people like, niggas have power people, parties. Power parties. Black people was like that with white. Black people were like that with white shows. Like when Game of Thrones was hitting, that was like yo. Every week mm. we tuned in for yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Come over, let me rub on your shoes. Tell her, come over, let me rub <laughs> Come on. And don't and don't Listen, have no good dinner. Everybody don't love TV. No good dinner. You got you a girlfriend. That That's a girlfriend. Rock. What? You know what I'm saying? Girlfriend. You eat, you eat good, you drink good, and you watch Power or or Game of Thrones. And you give her the good rod. You give her a good rod, you know what I'm saying? You you got a girlfriend at the moment. That's, you know that's, that's how people's cars get slashed, Key. Because she catch yeah. your ass watching power you with another bitch. That's how people's cars get keyed. <laughs> she come, listen, this is how she know you. Don't be an episode ahead, too. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> she come, she come, <laughs> and she go to the joint, and she be like, why your episode six? Who the fuck was you on episode six with? I come one day late, and you got another bitch over here watching Power. It's over, bro. You got to lie and say you fell asleep on her or some shit. Be like, yeah, just skip to the next episode. I was re-watching number five, and it was yeah. new, so it just jumped ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. It's real, especially for Netflix shows. Especially for Netflix shows. Oh, yeah. That's Netflix real. Yeah. That's that real. Was- you know what I'm saying? Um, I've gotten many arguments about that. And I used to just say, like, I fell asleep after you left, and it just kept going. Mm-hmm. And it, ask me you wait. it don't ask you to, if you still watch it until, like, three episodes late. Mm-hmm. Real I, shit. I need them to update that, though. Because if I'm on my Ben shit, I don't even know where the remote is at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Let yeah, me yeah, like yeah. update to like five, or like five or six episodes. Don't cut off at three because I don't really binging. Like I don't even know where the remote is at. I don't yeah, even want to like. But, but how often do you get into that binge mode where you really go five episodes straight? It's rare. I might get into it once a month. Yeah, I would say like when I'm putting like the office on, I put like oh, yeah. a lot of people put TV on. A lot of people put old episodes on just for like background noise. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I would like put like the uh, office on or Parks and Rec on when I'm not doing like anything particular, but I just need to hear something. You know what I'm saying? 
Uh, okay, I could be cleaning or washing dishes or some shit. And now, like, I'm way over there. Now I got to go back and find where the remote is at because three episodes went to keep by. the noise going. Yeah. Well, well they should at least come up with a way to, to uh, update that. Yeah. Shout out to TV, man. You know, it's, it's, it's draining our lives one episode at a time. Um, go ahead, Briss. Keep it funky. What you got to keep it funky about? Well... We'll talk. Uh, well, we'll talk about WAP now. We'll talk about the WAP now. So, my guy this week, yeah. So if you haven't, if you live under a rock, Cardi B and the Stallion, Megan the Stallion, collaborated. Stallionaires. The Stallionaires, and you know we're day one uh, Cardi fans too. You know what I'm saying Stripper Hope Cardi fans. But- so you know, you know what I'm saying. So we're this is a collaboration that we've been waiting for. So they came together and made a a momentous song called WAP. You should, you should know what it stands for, but if you don't, it stands for wet ass pussy. You know what I'm saying? Something that, as a man or a woman, you should love. You Everybody should loves love. a wet ass pussy. Um, it would, uh, they, they dropped a song and as well as a video. The song, people are a little outraged. There is outrage because I think it's very vulgar um, because of some of the lyrics. And they're just, uh, I mean, it's a dope content, basically, at the end of the day. So, you know, this week, you know, I just want to get all these nasty niggas out here for making think pieces about this song and just feeling a type of way about saying, like, Cardi B and Megan are making, you know, songs that is just nasty they should be thinking about the children you know the you know, daughter should be uh it, little girls look up to them blah 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 and you know this is what women are looking up to you know this is why they can't get no man blah 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 uh-huh. <laughs> you know just a lot of think pieces think pieces from niggas i just it's just nasty out here bro like first off um the song isn't f- it's not. It's not for you, okay. As a man, You're not the demographic that the song is catered to. As a man, as a, as a man, okay? okay. Yeah, and as a man, even if the song isn't catered to you as your demographic, as the main demographic, you don't love what what ass pussy. You don't want to hear a song that you turn it on at the end of, at, at at the brunch that's gonna get you draws. She gonna be grabbing. You know I could only imagine. Like I'm saying, I think. That's what I'm saying. I think Cardi knows that the Rona might be over soon because she dropped this off in the middle of the summertime and women ain't got nowhere to go. She must know something. They're going to be grabbing your meat so, through your pants. And then, that's what I'm saying. They're going to try to give you pussy. Like, it's a win for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have a kickback, throw on WAP. Like, that's a, like, that's a song, like, what was the song that we used to throw on uh, any of our kickbacks that just knew he was going to turn it up? Um, Shit. Any Travis Oh, a little song. tight. Back in the day, kickback, you throw some Tiger, uh, some Tiger, not bitch, bitch, I'm the shit. You throw on some, uh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Throw on, uh, not deuces. What's the other joint? Chris Brown and Tiger. Uh, lo- not loyal. I'm old. Ayo. Don't worry about it. But I'm saying it, though. You throw on some, yeah, yeah. some party music. They, they they gonna party and WAP is party music. Like it's for yeah. it's for it's for a room that is either filled with girls 
or there's a good balance of man woman so that the women can feel comfortable and start to express themselves because that's what what make yes. them do it make them dance it make them hype each other up you know what i'm saying it hype themselves up think pieces man goddamn think pieces think and then like first and then it's like oh this is what little girls is looking up to like so now people are exposing their bad parenting on the internet why are you Talk letting your it. children if you feel like Hardy B and Megan Stallion are not uh, proper role models, which they They're haven't not. said that they wanted to be role models for your children. Well, first you know what I'm saying? They never said that's like Charles Barkley way back in the day said, I'm not a role model. Same thing for them. Like, yes, it's they not even about oh, on, Chris, it's not even about saying that they want to be role models. They have not even positioned themselves to be at all role models for young women. They all First of all, all of their content is explicit. Whether it's Megan or Carly, oh. they talk about they talk about sex a lot. They talk about well, they talk about sex in, in, in a lot. That's not for children under a certain age. What what happened to parental advisory, my nigga? I only got edited albums in my house till I was like thirteen years old. We wasn't getting. I wasn't getting a custom version of anything. Me too. So if your child is under the age, I say probably 14, 15, they do not need to be watching. This is adult content. Now, yes. whether it's mainstream or not, that's when, listen, I, when I go visit my aunt when I was younger, we couldn't watch BET in her house. That's your house. You control yeah, what they stream, watch, everything. So if this is some adult-ass shit, this is some, this is, a, listen, they're nasty. <laughs> Let's just keep it. Yes. It's a nasty song. But guess what? It yeah. is an adult song that is true to life. There's women yes. with wet ass pussy, and when they yes. when what they want to do with they wet ass pussy is what they want to do. So, yes. and all the time Cardi saying. B is married. Cardi B is married. You know what I'm saying? She got a whole nigga. It's not like she tell. It's not like she telling you to go fuck every nigga on the block because there is a, there's a man song like that. Oh, aka I didn't hear every that man song. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't hear it either. But there's men like you're not keeping the same energy uh, for men rappers. You know, Tupac had a song called "I Get Around." I'm talking about fucking hoes, like fucking mad women, prostituting yourself, being a hoe. Like, and I, I feel like in the climate where he made the song in the '90s, it was going raw. So he was fucking mad women raw. How do you want it? Yes. How do you want it? He said, "How you want to get fucked? <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> How does you know, it feel?" Like, it's just the think pieces is just nasty, bro. Like, and I'm then like, there's like is, niggas bro. like. You're 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 telling your you tell your um there's you know people always say like just say you hate women and go. I feel like this is a man podcast. We're man first, we're self first. Yeah, self first. Niggas be niggas be looking real women haterish. I said it. You know what I'm saying? Like this week I sat in on um this week I sat in on thinking out loud, plug, shout to them. And we kind of had the same conversation about whack. Well, it's um, you're showing your insecurities, bro. Like it's it's kind of like we we talk we want listen niggas want wet ass pussy. We want women that do nasty things that we like to make us feel good. But once they start talking about it, it's like whoa 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 whoa. Yeah. And then I see men coming out talking about like what is this? You already addressed the parent shit. As a father, you need to control what your your children see. You are the one feeding them knowledge and and, and have have been blessed with the responsibility to educate them 
as fully formed adults yes. like me and you, we just talk, we were just talking about being old. We're fully formed adults. We've been instilled with what we're supposed yes. to be instilled with. I can watch WAP and take it for what it is, entertainment, adult entertainment. Yeah. And guess what? Yeah. If 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 I if I decided to get deeper into my religion and deeper into my faith in God and decided that I don't want those images right now, guess what I'm not doing? I'm not clicking on the shit to watch it or clicking on the song to play it. And last thing, facts. Nick, all these motherfuckers writing articles and shit, it's kind of crazy for me to say, but I think too many people have access to internet connections and technology. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know I fact. know there's been a that's big a drive. It's been a big strive for everybody to access to internet. I want all, every child, every man, every woman in the world to have access. You know what? Some people don't need no fucking access. Because too many of you motherfuckers are writing shit that nobody, you're writing, you're making arguments that people could easily just put down. Bro, you don't like WAP, don't watch it. If, even if it's popular, there's a lot of fuck shit that's popular. Or a lot of shit that I don't agree with that's popular. You know what I do? I don't watch it. Isn't, isn't, everybody what, deserves a voice. There's a rainbow-headed nigga running around here that's popular. You know what I do? I don't watch it. And if there happens to be a big booty stallion and a former stripper walking around here talking about their their private parts, yeah. if I don't want to listen to it, I won't listen to it. You don't have to listen to it. You know what I'm saying? Great song, by the way. Great song. Yeah, I'm a fan. I turn on, Great. I get twerks, so... It works for me. Um, you know, everybody don't deserve a voice. That's the problem when you said it. <laughs> it's sad to say that. It sounds crazy to say that. Not everybody needs your not everybody needs a voice or need to give out their opinions. We're gonna start the voice police. Hey, even though we're not a fan of the police, we're gonna start our own police department and we're gonna start policing niggas with voices and bitches with voices. <laughs> when I say bitches, I mean I mean bitches. Um, we're gonna start policing it. Me and you, Briss. Matter of fact, yeah. we might start it, we might add it to the page. We might be voice police, and then we're gonna put up somebody tweet or something, and we're gonna sh- tell them to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with that, man. You know what I'm saying? Just like, yeah, you didn't need to put that on the internet, bro. Voice but police. Then, they can say dumb shit then, every day. But you know, that's a that's a it's a caveat of living in America, right? Because then you're saying, freedom. You're, saying you're infringing on my freedom of speech. And I'm like, all right, you're right. You yeah, just, we just have to accept but... that people are dumb. Once mm-hmm. I, once you accept people are dumb, a lot of things just like, all right, well, he's dumb. And then keep it moving. Keep it moving. But then you forget that there's a lot of like dumb people that have that same dumb thought. So then that dumb thought guess becomes what? highlighted, and now there's think, think pieces off that dumb thought. Exactly, because on the internet, you could find everybody that agrees with every stupid thing you think. Like there, I could say right now that I think America, well, there's, there's a lot of conspiracy theories. There's, you'll always be able to find someone that aligns with your thoughts, especially on the internet. It's 800 million, a billion, how many ever billion people on it? You're going to find your little, what they call it, echo chamber, where they're going to yeah. say what you think. You know what I'm saying? So. Okay, that's what J. Cole said, but let's not go there. <laughs> let's not go there. Yeah. <laughs> um, my, last, my last thought on that is like, uh, honestly, this past year, 2020, 
women have been making a lot of uh, better music than men have in rap and hip hop. Now, R&B yeah, might be up. different, but that's a fact. Like Cardi B, Megan, Rico Nasty, Flo Millie, Sweetie, or sometimes. Um, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Yo, I want every time. Uh, Mulatto. Every time, every time you throw shade, we need to record this video with like shade <laughs> in the corner of the screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I fuck with, like, I fuck with all of them, man. Like, Mulatto's a really dope rapper, too. Like, they make a lot of good music. Better than, like, 80% of these niggas out here. For sure. That's 100% true. And um, I love it, so, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a man that likes women. Oh, Rhapsody, too. Rhapsody, too. Rhapsody. Um, who's the other guy I like? Sierra Wack. Um, Dreezy. Yeah. I really like Dreezy. I like Dreezy. Dreezy. Dreezy's fire. So it's like... You know what I'm saying? A lot of talented. And Nikki, the vet, the Wiley vet. But, um... Thank you for your keeping phone so, numbers. Maybe that, maybe that should be a, a call to men in the rap game to get their shit together and make better music. Maybe that's a call if you don't like women. Like I said, it's, just, it's, it's a sea of bullshit that you gotta swim through to get to the real shit. And it's like, every day that sea gets yeah. bigger and wider. You know what I'm saying? Every day is more fuck shit in the, in the sea of bullshit. And it's like, damn, I just wanna... I want to, it's, it's kind of like the, the, all these rich corporations polluting the earth. It's like, I want to just be able to go outside and breathe fresh air. I want to go outside and hear good content from talented people. But no, I go outside and I got to breathe in the exhaust from your, from your factory or your, your trucks that you got on the road. And it is what it is. Yeah, because every nigga can get on a block, every nigga can get on their phone and make a song. And so maybe one time, that and one song. All they gotta do is Go steal a hook, steal a hook from a song that was already hot, and these little motherfuckers are 14, 15, 16, they don't know that that song was hot 20 years ago, and they just bit the whole song Facts. and remade it. So you're not even really liking no real hot shit. You liking some reheated shit. Facts. Facts. And everybody microwaveable like here. These niggas getting reheated oh, meals, little microwave meals. Get you, get you some sustenance in your system. Fact, bro. I don't know, man. Fuck but go ahead, man. I, I had to get off my chest. There's a lot of nasty niggas on the internet. They should be ashamed of themselves, grown men. Yes. But they are ashamed when they log off. They're ashamed. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna keep it funky, I and mean. um, this might be controversial. It might not be. But this is a, a habit I see a lot of people. I've heard people say this. You know, they like to go places, and they they say, "Yo, man, I like the people watch." It's one of my favorite things to do, go people watch. And I don't like the people watch. I really like, and, I, and I've heard that it could be very entertaining. And I'm sure that there are, I'm sure people watch is entertaining because people are very, very, very funny. But it's like my whole life, uh-huh. and Chris, you said you like people. My whole life, I've I love been trying. It. I love it. My whole life, like, as a matter of fact, there's sometimes I don't like going out with this nigga. Because Chris will tap me, be like, look, 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 look. And I'll be like, nigga, I don't want to look. I know some shit is going on over there. Come on, son. I know, I know. You gotta look. You gotta look. Come Listen, on, That's the I best know. part of going out. No, it's not. No, it's not. Because I've been it's training best. myself. Listen, this, I've been training myself like a ninja for my whole life to not pay attention to what other people are doing. Like, literally, when I go out in public, 
someone could be doing some fuck shit right here. And I would be like, if it's not a danger to me, I just let it go on and I will not acknowledge it. Because they <laughs> want, because on, on some level, these people know that what they're, well, actually, I think some of them don't know what they're doing as a spectacle. But it's That's like, what I'm saying. 90% of people don't know what they're doing. They're just living their life. The, the age-old question, do the ratchet know the ratchet? No. They think they're, they're living their own black or white or Asian life. And you just see it, and it's like, yo, that's nuts. They're not, the, they're not doing anything out of their character. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel I, like that's I, lit. I just would, because, okay, well, that's what you said. They don't know that they're drawing attention to themselves, but they're drawing, I'm like, yo, look at this. And you'd be like, look at this shit. Look at this shit. Look at, look at, and I'd be like, nigga, I see it, but I don't want to acknowledge it because then it becomes real. And then I got to, and then I actually have to acknowledge it. And I have to process this person's doing this in public and everyone can see them or then and then people do uncontrollable things like um like some like you you, you know when you had a party for the girls and you, the obvious thirsty nigga and you're like bro yeah you don't know how thirsty you look right now but you the thirst you look saying. like you just walked through the whole sahara desert my nigga and then you stumbled in this place and you saw <laughs> for the first time. So what I do, it's just probably my defensive mechanism because I probably can't control my voice levels and I can't control my eyes and my expressions. So I've taught myself just to not acknowledge it. So I don't people watch. Uh -huh. I, I'm anti-people watching. Unless, like, especially when it's, like, not a threat. Huh? Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. What do you think the people that was watching you during your oh, moment see, in D.C. was see. thinking? Now, see. <laughs> they probably think, was, think, like, yo, look at this. Look at this nigga. Look at this Listen, nigga. Now that was, they definitely was tapping him in. You couldn't look away from. That was something. <laughs> that's something that what I did, that was like, my nigga, stop, stop everything you're doing and what the fuck is going on over here. <laughs> <laughs> but see, now that makes perfect sense. But so in that instance, in instances like that, you got it's, it's uncontrollable. But in the smaller instances, uh, I would say that. I'm doing my best to not pay attention to people. And my Keep It Funky is just probably just expressing to my our listeners that I do not like people watching. And if you're with me and you want to people watch, you're going to be doing it by yourself because people are a trip, Briz. You know how people are a trip. And I choose yes. not to trip. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Maybe when I get older. That's why people sit on their porch, right? Because they just want to watch. Listen, there are, I don't know how many billions of people here. You think I'm not going to notice these people? Like, come on, son. Like, that's how every scary movie. Is, that's how every scary movie or well, most, uh, like, in the house scary movies and thrillers happen. Because um, you're, like, there's a nigga stuck in the house. I forgot. I think there was a Shia LaBeouf was in one. You know, start, you just start staring at the house across the street. Yeah. You see some wild shit, and now you got a whole murder mystery across the street. But see, that's why I said... Your Wednesday just turned up. That's why I qualified my statement, if, if there's no danger. The regular people watching... It's okay. Because I, 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 I don't want to acknowledge the crazy, because then I got to address it sometimes. Like, if someone's like, say we're in Waffle House... You don't got to address the crazy. Okay, but I feel like there's part of me that was going to want to. It's like, if, if this is what it is. It's like if if I acknowledge it, it becomes real. 
And then once it becomes real, I have to rationalize okay. it. And then most of this shit, I can't rationalize in my brain because niggas is weird. You feel me? So it's like, do I just want to mm-hmm. mind fuck myself mm-hmm. every day? You like mind fucking yourself. You probably like watching Black Mirror episode where the dude was fucking his friend and you had to be like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> it was a very interesting episode. I had to internalize You know what? I haven't even watched weird. that episode because I don't feel like mind fucking myself. You know, watching the episode, I bet you went through okay. a whole lot of emotions and you had to like come to grips with like, <laughs> this is something that could possibly happen. Not that you would ever do it, but you're like, you know what? I bet you there's yeah. some niggas that would do this. Yeah. And that fucking, yes. And guess what? I got enough shit going on in my brain. I don't need no more from the world. Okay. All right. All right. That makes sense. That makes sense. That's what it is. That makes sense. I don't people watch because I already got Uh, enough going on. I'm going to lose it. Yeah, I didn't play 2K for like a week after like... I didn't play 2K (laughs) for like two weeks after that. Because it was fucking with you. (laughs) You might might hit your nigga like you might hit Todd or might hit Doc like, yo, get on the game. And you'd be like... Actually, never mind, bro. I don't want to play the nah, Dragon Yeah. <laughs> or get on the Yeah, duty. it was weird. It was like, a weird couple of weeks after that. It's going to take a minute for you to get back. Because, like, that, what you witnessed, it takes it took you to a place that you never even thought to go to. And you're like, damn, that's actually a place. And then you have to be like, well, that's not the place I live. But goddamn it. So when I people, so if I'm people watching, I see somebody do some wild shit, like, like, Whatever crazy people do. And I'm like, yo, this nigga just digged in his butt and then licked his hand. And I'm like, what world is he in where that's something you going to do on the street? And then I got to go down the rabbit hole. And <laughs> that man. I All right, I get it. I can get what you mean. Yeah. And my, that's where my mind goes. I got to investigate that man's whole life. <laughs> like, what did he think the first time that he dug in his butt and put it in his mouth? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's where my mind goes. It's, it's sick. It's a sick I world. Briss, it's a sick world full of sick people. You see the fucking president. You see the fucking president. Shit. It's one of my favorite pa- pa- pastimes. It's a good one. Yeah, Listen. go ahead. It's a good well, one. Last thing, last thing for you, segue. Uh, that's one of the favorite things that me and Mecca used to like to do. Like when we go out, we start, we see two people, we start making up. Uh, storylines about him, like how we did with Dot on the plane. It's yeah, like fun. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. It could. I could see. It. I see the man. Dot was stressed. This nigga Dot was yeah. stressed coming back from that business trip. Yeah, <laughs> 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 he, he he got away from the wife and kids. All and right, we go ahead. But yeah, so unintentional segue. Yeah, we the president. We're going to go a light political talk. We was happy on the political talk last time. We're going to go light. Vice, uh, former Vice President Joe Biden has named his vice presidential running mate Kamala Harris Esquire. <laughs> and uh, so we have our first black um, woman and also Asian, a uh, woman of Asian descent on a presidential ticket. And um, I just want to actually congratulate her. Like, I'm going to take a second. Miles Talks, I'm going to congratulate yeah. Kamala Harris. Uh, she is not above critique, as she has been under much critique yes. from when she was running for president and even now as she is of uh, 
Biden's vice presidential nominee. Um, but um, I heard something excellent in a video on the internet. And the dude said, listen, your critique of her is very valid. But watch your mouth. Don't become disrespectful to a black woman. Yes. And that's where I stand on it. I'm more than fine critiquing her, her record, whether it comes to locking up people over drug offenses or advocating for the death penalty or the way she voted on issues and even her having a white husband. <laughs> we gonna go there. Yeah, let's go. I'm more than willing to critique. I'm less willing to critique her who, who she married, but her record and all that stuff open. She became a public person. She sought out public office. She knew what came with it. But um, it's a big deal. It's a, we had our first black president. Now potentially we could have our first uh, black vice president or at least someone of black descent. It is, uh, it is historical and also it is the person who, if everything goes to how I would want it to go, who will actually be the vice president this come next year because we need yeah. to get Trump out regardless. <laughs> and I just want to shout her out and then I want to see how you feel about the nomination. Uh, well, I called it out last week when we asked who, we do, who do we think should run. I said Kamala as president. Mm -hmm. So I caught it so I could see, um, I saw the vision. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm happy. You know, I, like you said, I, she's not above critique. Um, I think, and we should, as a black community, we should try to protect her because it's going to get real nasty as the next, the next couple of weeks before the election happens. They're already doing it. You know, um, I'm a little confused at the, some of the critiques about like her, her prosecutor record because she's a prosecutor and her job is to put people in jail, black, white, That's Asian, her job, yeah. Latino. Yeah, that's her job. So I'm not as well versed as like on some of her things she did in California. Um, but from what I've heard of during her presidential run, I like a lot of the things she's talking about, like trying to reform HBCUs, give more funding to them, um, trying to stop like recidiv recidivism rates and things like that. And, and you know, instead of saying like drug offenders to jail, send them to rehab, those type of things. Um, I think. <laughs> I think uh, I'm a little confused on this idea of like, okay, you don't like none of the people that's running, so you're just going to vote their party, and what is that going to... It's going to split the vote. Yeah, I don't know what the... All the people that is. are pro-Trump and Republican, they're voting for Trump. So yes. he's, he, his base is going to stay the same, but it's like the, the swing votes and all the other votes that, we that the Democratic Party and this Democratic ticket needs to get if you decide to do that, it's like your vote, you're throwing it away. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I like I don't I don't understand that point. I like vote for a winner. Don't vote for someone you know is gonna lose. Exactly. Vote for someone who has the potential to win. I like I like the idea of voting your interest, right? I think you should do that anyways. But do that during the primaries or during your local elections when uh when we had ten thousand Democratic nominees, you should have voted for your 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 person then, mm -hmm. and if they didn't win, you got to be able to understand at this moment in life, it's bigger than just 
you know, I don't like them, so I'm not going to vote them. Like, it's bigger than that. And if you're okay with Donald Trump having another four years, then I'd rather you say that off bucks than trying to have a, like, uh, trying to come up with some intellectual plan of, like, you know, I'm going to write in somebody or I'm going to vote third party. That doesn't accomplish anything at this moment. The yeah, math really, don't math. Yeah, so, it's that, so if you want Donald, like, I'd rather just say you want Donald Trump to stay in. Yeah, you don't that's care. what you're doing. Because that's what you would be doing. Yes. Like, after you get through all the layers of, listen, we don't like the two-party system. We said this on a podcast last time. But that's the system we're in. Yes. I don't like the two-party system. I'm very skeptical of the Electoral College. I'm, that's, yes. that's how I feel. But I know that this yes. is the system that's in place, and this is how we're going to elect the person. Now, do you, like you said, do you want Donald Trump to get four more years and continue the way that he's been handling the coronavirus and continue not uh, helping people out and people getting evicted from their homes and having no stimulus for, for the economy? They want to stimulate uh, corporations, but they don't want to stimulate the people. Uh, is that what you want? Or do you want and somebody that you don't, someone that, someone that you don't really like and you feel like might have the possibility of uh, having the same uh, values of old, but or do you going to tell him saying like the devil you know or the devil you don't know? I don't feel, we know this devil and that's the devil I don't want to deal with. Let's see what this other devil, damn, I hate to say that. Let's see what this other devil got popping because shit, niggas is out of work. Niggas is, niggas getting evicted. People are sick and dying. My family members have died. Um, the, he, he weakens the, he weakens the image of the United States. No one respects him internationally. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And he's orange. <laughs> that should be I don't trust, that should be I don't trust orange people. You know, you know, people be like, I don't care if you're black, blue, purple. <laughs> I care if you're orange. <laughs> he's not even living his truth. Like he got a wig. He's a liar. Like you saying? He's a liar. For, he don't even live his, his truth. truth. He don't live his truth. That, that's a very big indicator. But he is an outright liar. Yes, all politicians are liars to some extent. But I don't like him. I don't like him. I don't like his policies. I don't like the way he's been operating. I don't like his agendas. And I'm willing and open to pressuring this new regime for my that's, agenda. For my agenda. That's a very, that's Yo, a very uh, good point, Terry. Like, get them in and then hold them accountable. Like, this, we, niggas ain't holding this man accountable on anything. And he's just doing whatever the fuck he want to do. Or the people that voted him in, his base, are holding him accountable for, aka, making America great again. Because in four years, we're here now. We're so here now. We had it. Was gonna make America great again. Yeah, and I just want to bring us back to Kamala. I don't want to focus on him. Your last point. Your last feelings on Kamala. Your last thoughts. I hope she wins, man. It'd be great to see black women like. Oh, we, you got a black mama, you got a black sister, you got black cousins and, uh, you know, stuff like that. You know, Black women get it done. If they anybody's going to hold that she man Joe Biden accountable for anything, a black woman going to get it done. Listen, listen. So that's that's my faith there. That's black women do. Now, that is a fact, and I think that's what I want to say to Black women get it done. They made sure your ass was fed. Yes. You clothed, you went to church, yes. you washed your ass. You said thank yeah. yes, man, no, ma'am. Black women get it done. Um, all right, so and she's Jamaican go. too, like. A, mm, so she got that good pum pum. She got good pum pum. 
I mean, I don't know. She gave it to a white man, so. This, oh, she gave the WAP to the white man. Damn. Damn. (laughs) Well, shout out to Kamala. Um, Congratulations on the nomination. I mean, or the being picked as running mate. Um, Now, we're going to change. No fucking segue. But I do got a shirt on right now, and I don't know if y'all can see it on the camera. It says Dame 316. Dame time. Damian yeah. Lillard of the Portland Trailblazers, yes, teammate, sir. Of Carmel, teammate of Carmelo yes, Anthony. Sir. He has been on a motherfucking tear. He's been killing. Uh, he, he put the, the Portland Trailblazers who were on the outside of the playoffs in a position to play into the NBA playoffs with some of the most amazing performances we've seen in the bubble for sure and in the NBA this season. Back-to-back sure. 50 point, back-to-back 50-point games, game winners closing out series getting big time, coming up big time on the defensive end as well. This man has been playing out of his fucking mind. And it's kind of crazy. I bought this shirt because it was just on sale. And I'm kind of feel sick. And it's crazy that I'm actually shouting out Damian Lillard because as maybe some of the listeners know, um, I root for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And um, Damian Lillard single-handedly eliminated uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder from the playoffs last season with a fucking um, – that nigga – Put he shot Paul George in his fucking eyeball on the court. Yeah, he didn't go to he didn't go to jail. He murdered a man in a whole organization and did not go to jail because he did it on the basketball court. Uh, so I was very every time I see that shot on Twitter, people like to relive that moment. They always be like, "Remember this?" And I'd be like, "I don't want to remember that." Uh, but he's doing it again. He's doing it again. Damian Fighters kept Terry. Your squad has had some of the most excruciating moments in the past couple of years. <sighs> Do you remember? I still remember when Steph Curry hit that motherfucking. Steph Curry, Steph Curry hit a 40 footer. Steph Curry shot from the scorer's table. <laughs> and fucking hit. And this is when we had Kevin. This is when they had Durant. And he yeah. fucking shot that bitch to end the game. And I was like, there's nothing you could do about that. Like, yeah. And even that shot that they made, literally. Paul George put a hand up. He contested that nigga from the logo, and he still made it. Yeah. There's nothing you could do, bro. There's and there's nothing you could do. So I have. I'm. I'm not. I'm used to heartbreak. I'm used. Yeah, to heartbreak. I can. Yeah, I can say that. Yeah. You guys are taking a lot of tough L's. Was it uh, Clay put up like thirty in the third quarter? We, in the playoffs we were down. One time? I don't know what Clay. Clay, we were down. We were up three one against the against the Warriors. They came back and beat. They beat the Thunder 3-1. The shot that Steph hit was regular season. The shot that, well, the, the Blazers was already beating us in that series, but the shot that, that eliminated them, that eliminated the Thunder, that was a playoff game. You know what I'm saying? Losing in the finals to LeBron, which was, it, it didn't hurt that bad because it was LeBron. But, um, yeah. yeah, as a as a established Thunder supporter since 2008, it's been a lot of highs, but a lot of lows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but but shout out to my man Dame. He's been holding it down. He's been strong. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to come clean. Like I wasn't very optimistic of how the bubble will work. Like I thought it was not. I thought it was gonna take away from the movement and what's going on and things like that. And and no one know how to. They would have like coronavirus rampant through the bitch. But apparently, you know, I'm gonna I'm a. Give up 
and say like, you know what, I apologize. Apologize, Adam Silver. You know what I'm saying? There's no coronavirus cases. Some of the best basketball we've ever seen. And every time they interview, someone's always talking about, well, you know what? Fuck all the basketball shit. Why hasn't the the murderers Breonna Taylor been murdered, uh, been cap- captured? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they've been holding down regardless. Dame is a uh, he been holding it down. Shout out to my nigga Melo. I'm still waiting for d- uh, DMs of apologies so I can send that to him. Yes, um, he had a bad game last Twitter, week, last night. Everyone but. is looking for that form to uh, to officially apologize to to Brish. Uh, the form is on Twitter. You can find yes. it. It's in a Carmelo Anthony apology form. And um, I'm just happy basketball is back because, like I, I said, I've been missing sports. I've been missing sports. And it's just something to do. Like I said, I like having it in the background while I'm doing other things. Like, whether I come home from work and I got some more outside work that I'm doing, just, like, a couple minutes, like, oh, let me look at the screen and watch a couple series. It's um, it's good, you know. And we, I talked about this on Thinking Out Loud. It's like you can't be woke all the time. You will yeah. get tired. You need breaks. You need a nap. You need a nap. You need breaks from the fight. Like, for you to be at your full strength when we fight in social injustice and fighting racism and fighting for political change and justice and prison reform and all that stuff, you need something to take your mind off it, whether it be sports, a hobby, whatever. And I'm just happy that the NBA is back so that we can take a, a much-needed rest right before we get right back to, uh, you know what I'm saying, fighting and, and speaking up for what we need to change in this country. Never go full woke. Maybe that's never what I thought go, the Umar. Never go full anything. Day. You can't go full woke because then you're on the Maybe street talking about white people are devils and the real and we're the real black Israelites. And not that there's no truth to any of those things, but just you don't want to go. Most times there's mad truths. But you don't want to go full you know blown hotel. Yeah. That's probably why Dr. Umar is still looking for his queen today. Yep, Dr. Umar said you know, dope. It's probably he a said, lot being his woman. Trying to find someone we'll go to Applebee's with. Anyone, anybody want to go with the prince to Applebee's? <laughs> anybody want to go with the prince? Any black queens, natural, want to go with the prince to Applebee's? It must be exhausting to be his woman. Yeah, for sure. You got a little twist in You got you to turn off sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Even You can't leave a light bulb on forever. What's going to happen? It's gonna fucking it's gonna blow. Twenty spot. So um, another transition. This is a uh, only correlation between this guy and Damian Lillard is that they're black. But I don't know if you heard this, but Boosie Boo got kicked off on IG. No, I did not. Boosie, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I haven't seen him in a while. Like I, I followed him and. Oh, bro! I had to unfollow a little Boosie because he was corrupting my uh my brain. Just how he lives his life, if I know that if I tried to live like Boosie, I would self-destruct. Like, and self-destruct. I would self-destruct. Like Boosie, only Boosie could live like Boosie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you can't do what he do because only he could do it. And Boosie was doing a lot of things. You know, he had the pool party. He had to show me your pussy right now. I'll give you a thousand dollars. He he originated fuck Tory Lanez at this point. But um, he was the first one to have women on uh, Instagram Live, you know, and making them bust it open. Busting ass. Yeah. And, uh, but for he some reason, first. he was the first. He did it first. Uh, for some reason, uh, Instagram suspended his account forever. 
I'm sure it had to do with some explicit content <laughs> or maybe saying something crazy, but Boosie, uh, Boosie is off of IG. I don't even know if you, if you have a comment, you could comment on it. What, how do you feel about Boosie being off of IG? Does IG need sorry, Boosie? Uh, does IG need Boosie or does Boosie need IG? Boosie needs IG. Um, <laughs> IG don't need Boosie. IG don't need Boosie. They will they will continue to move on without Boosie. I think yeah. I don't. I didn't. I didn't even notice that. So I would say uh, it makes sense. This nigga's telling people, bitches, put your pussy on live. I give you a thousand dollars. They're putting their pussy on live for a thousand dollars. Like if you're talking about, you don't want. I um, if you if you mad at Megan and Cardi's lyrics. I imagine your daughter or your son follows Blue Boosie, and yeah, they Boosie go on badass. next, and they well, follow formerly, him. Formerly Little Boosie, now Boosie Badass. Yeah, imagine your daughter, your your son or daughter going on Boosie's IG live, and there's pussy popping, literal pussy Bro. popping on the ground. I never forget. It was so one day I can had- I can only imagine what he did. One day he had two girls, like this one girl eating the other girl out on the live. Like he was, she was like, I saw that eating another girl out. And then he, then, then, <laughs> but his commentary is what makes it good. Like outside, like outside of watching two girls get, you know what I'm saying, be intimate, <laughs> Boosie will be sitting there and like commentating, like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, she know how to lick that motherfucker. Oh, she licking that motherfucker. Look, look. And then, and then, you know, he also had the girls pull out their titties and literally playing yep. with their pussy. He'll yep. like, he'll like talk about, ooh, that's some nice nipples right there. Yep. And just like Boosie, when we talk about adult content, a Boosie is walking parental advisor. Yes. Like, yes. Walking, talking. He talk about getting his son dick sucked by prostitutes. Yes. Or, when he was 13, he'll talk about, he talk about Dwayne Wade's uh, daughter getting a sex change, cutting it. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot. So but you don't see niggas writing thing pieces on this nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, going back to it. You know, exactly. Because Boosie, because Boosie is like, Boosie is uneditable, bro. Like, you can't edit that nigga. Like, he's not at all. So, am I surprised he got kicked off? No, am I happy? It was just, just like a quick week ban, some suspension, get you back. I think on. it's forever, bro. Like, like oh. forever, man. Yeah, oh. like he can't. Uh, he gonna have to like make a a, a fence stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, why don't you just make another one? Do it. I mean, fuck that nigga Tory Lanez. But you know when Quarantine Radio got banned, but they shut that one separate too. account to say. Yeah. So. But uh, you can't, you can't yeah. ban the snowman. You can't. You can't ban the snowman. That's a fact. But they tried. They definitely banned him for now. So we just gonna wait for how he come back. Yeah. And um, another transition. Uh, another black rapper, Nipsey Hussle. Um, uh, we're recording this on a Saturday. It is Nipsey's thirty-fifth birthday. If the if the king would have lived, if Nip the Great was still alive, he would be turning thirty-five years old. Unfortunately, he's king. Yeah, rest Happy in peace. Unfortunately, because of uh, gun violence and, and uh, he was killed in front of his own business uh, two years ago. 
uh, not to the day, but two years ago. And um, the world still mourns and we still celebrate the life of Nipsey Hussle. And um, I just want to take the time to do that because uh, he definitely influenced me a lot as I transitioned from being a young man to being a grown man, just to them business lessons and them, them uh, the, just the knowledge that he would drop, just, you know what I'm saying, and his music and, and, and interviews. So RIP Nip the Great, Ermius, is his name Ermius? I believe his name is Ermius. Mm-hmm. Actually, we got to get his name right. I can't that up, bro. <laughs> I got to get his name right. Yeah, rest in peace, uh, King Nip, man. Bro, um, you don't know a British. It's Ermius. I, I can't it's say that. Joseph. Gadon. Asadon. Asadon, I believe. A-S, whatever. Not whatever. A-S-G-H-E-D-O-M. Uh, shout out to the uh, Eritrean brother. My good man, I'm saying your lessons will live on, and I just want to shout that out. That is all for Terrians. Now, that's all we got. Yeah. Question: Would it be? What do you think about men having OnlyFans? Hmm. So I think I saw like when I followed Boosty, he had either created his own platform or he went to OnlyFans to continue the nasty shit. You know what? Now, and I also remember Safari has his own OnlyFans. Would it be weird for for a man to get his own OnlyFans to do the explicit content that we see that women do? I I love it. I think it is very entrepreneurial to uh, to build your own infrastructure with your own, uh, with direct-to-consumer things, especially when it comes to your content. And I think that's fine, especially when it comes to content. Now, when it comes to male uh, adult content, I don't partake in it, but I, I know there is a, a big sector. <laughs> There's a big sector that, 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 that likes male adult content. And um, I think about like this. Um, we know, we've, I've watched porn and I've seen numerous male porn stars or male porn actors none of these dudes really hold a lot of credibility outside of them fucking on camera uh brian pumper brian pumper comes to mind uh they do a lot of things that are gender bending or normal bending whether it be i'm gonna get a little explicit right now whether it be uh double penetrating women or you know, uh, being in a room full of multiple naked men fucking one woman or multiple women. And these things, especially when it comes to heterosexuality, my type of heterosexuality, those aren't the type of things that I would want to partake in. Like the line between heterosexuality and bisexuality and homosexuality is very blurry once you get into that male adult porn world. So... If a man, if the content that you're selling on your OnlyFans happens to be uh, male adult content, you kind of got to know that possibly other males will be consuming this content mm-hmm. and sexualizing you. <laughs> <laughs> or like uh, Joe Budden podcast, they talked about uh, Safari made a song called uh, Big Ass Dick. Yeah, and it's it's it's, it. uh, it's it's more like as much as we say about double standards, this is a double standard that positively affects women. 
when a woman yes. wants to be open with their body and sell naked pictures and shit like that, they are given a lot of support. But when a man does it, it's nigga, you, it's goofy lines. You playing with goofy lines. Nigga, you're wildin'. Yeah, niggas, because listen, you're putting your yeah. hammer out there, you're jerking your hammer on camera. <laughs> you're making you make soapy shower videos, my nigga. What you doing on that? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So it kind of, it kind of, um, it plays with your masculinity because men, I mean, I was taught, you know what I'm saying? Like you're masculine, you, you, you do what you do in the bedroom, but that's private. Yeah. And whoever you do it with is private. But if you're making your private public for a man, it's a double standard that negatively affects you. If you're a yes. woman and you want to, you want to put a deal, sit on a dildo and, and, and record it or make a twerk video or play with your nipples or, or pour milk on yourself. <laughs> Go ahead, baby. But if a man pour milk, if you pour milk on yourself and you a nigga, nigga, what you doing? Where you going? <laughs> that's for cereal. <laughs> but can you hate if they get money? See, that's what I said. And you're not, you're not, again, you're not the, you're not the consumer of the content. And they got like a hundred thousand women subscribers because women get only two, right? So I can't. I guess you can't not. If you found out your man's had an OnlyFans, if you found out your man's had an OnlyFans, jokes for days, my nigga. Jokes okay. Do you shame him? You're getting joke these on jokes. Him? Do you support the muscle? I'm be like, nigga, it's, you know it's only a couple months before you slipper a finger in your ass on that jump. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's you got to keep pushing the boundary. So I'm saying you can't just come on there every day and, and swing your dick. You got to do something creative. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like the content. Yeah, I feel like the uh, the shelf life for your it's content shorter. as a it's man only fan is short. And listen, you gonna you gonna start you gonna listen you gonna push the boundary so much where you ain't gonna be able to come around your homeboys if some shit get back. <laughs> if some shit get back, like yo yo, I heard Chris. Now, see, if you're just, see, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, like, this is where my conservative shit kind of kick in. Like, I'm a very open, yeah. open person. I'm pretty liberal on a lot of issues, but I'm actually kind of conservative when it comes to some sexual things. Like, mm -hmm. I, like, you talked about the thing pieces earlier about, um, Nikki and Cardi, not Nikki and Cardi, Cardi and, um, Megan. Now, I'm, I'm on the conservative side. If I had a family, that's not the type of con type of content I would want around my house, just openly viewable. I'm conservative when yeah. it comes to that. I don't know if that should be played on uh, daytime television, maybe, or or it needs to be marked explicit. You know what I'm saying? I need to know that. So I'm pretty conservative. So when it comes to uh, even the sex industry with women selling, like I've, I've kind of expressed my views on OnlyFans. It's like, I can't knock the hustle but I don't know if I support it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I'm with the prostituting. Yeah. Prostituting yourself out, uh, uh, what's the word, digitally. Um, uh, I think something, I do think some things are sacred. I do think some parts of your body shouldn't be shared with a lot of people. Um, yeah. So now, I'm not, gonna, I'm not here to pass judgment. I know it's for me, may not be for someone else. And, um, I know that niggas gonna get these jokes, but I can't knock the hustle. <laughs> it's a it's a different hustle. Yeah. But I can't knock yeah. it. Yeah.
don't hate the player, hit the game, right? Exactly. If, if you got if you got nine inches, you want to sling on OnlyFans. <laughs> go ahead and sling your inches, my brother. If you've been in the gym and you wanna you wanna do some muscles, I don't know what they I don't know what happens over there. I don't know. But whatever's happening, somebody's consuming know. it. And there is a market. Somebody Yeah. Is it is it see now my brain's going everywhere. You know how people are like, I don't want your stripper money. You know what I'm saying? Cause you bring all ones. What if your nigga like you go hang out with your man's? He like look, uh, you, he owe you money, and he pull out twenty dollars. Like I don't want your OnlyFans money, like, dirty money. Cash at me, nigga. <laughs> um, <laughs> PayPal me. Um, yeah, bro. Like, like I said, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm pretty, I'm pretty liberal. I'm open, but it's know. like uh, I don't know if I take your ones. <laughs> I don't know where that money been. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where uh, anybody Yes, but like, like I said, I can't. You gotta judge you gotta I, like in all, in all my logic and all my consciousness, I cannot judge a man for spreading your butt cheeks on OnlyFans. But or not you see how this uh, great transition. Go ahead. This is a great transition because you said I can't shame a man for <laughs> splitting his butt cheeks. But he can get these jokes, and the cop topic of today is, uh, we might have touched on it a while ago, but now, uh, as we're in this pandemic, and things are getting real more PC, and people are spending more time on the internet and on the phones and stuff like that, uh, how do we responsible shame somebody? Responsibly mm. shaming. Mm. Because, uh, especially what cancel culture some people there uh need to get shamed or uh be held accountable uh, but there's a limit and especially what I, I see with this younger generation that you can't even like shame a nigga anymore you know because now you're 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 either fat shaming or you're you're sex shaming or you're sex worker shaming or your emotional shaming, you know, just like they just, mm. but shaming the way I grew up, maybe this is toxic of me. Responsible shaming gets you back where you need to go, kind of. Mm. Like if yeah. you're a wildin', if you get shamed for whatever you're doing, that should be a, like if you really need to get shamed for it. Mm -hmm. It's a but correct. It's, I guess the question is what? should be shamed and what shouldn't like who's the shame police talk about police again but it's so personal it's, it's really personal man this this is a i don't yeah. know how i feel about this like and i've never thought about it before because i'm with you shame could get you right it could get you back like shame is a good motivator it could put you on the right path yeah. like you, you wilding out nigga shame that shame will eat or even the process the possibility of shame will make you not do some shit. And we need it. Yeah. Like that's I agree. We need shame. People need to be ashamed. If if there was no shame, I don't even want to think about what type of shit that would be going on in this world. It's nuts. It's already nuts. And some people have no shame. Yeah. 
but shame has saved some other people from being like we talk about it kind of good people watching some people i'm like nigga where is your shame like where is it because <laughs> you wouldn't be yeah. doing that if you had some shame and yeah shame has, shame has helped me like you got funky ass breath and you and you and you walking around with it and you remember you in high school or you in middle school and your breath stink and somebody say nigga your breath hot that shit yeah. and, and then everybody now the piling on kind of might be a little dangerous but that shame guess what it's going to do you're going to start flossing you clean your breath clean you're going to start yeah. you're going to start brushing your tongue and you're going to mouthwash you're going to keep some gum in your pocket because guess what that shame yeah. you don't never want to feel that no more and guess mm. what ain't nobody going to smell your funky ass breath no more either because you that shame taught you a lesson so i agree with that and yeah but there should be there should be some sexual shame too. There should be. I think, yeah. I think. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Like sexuality or like not sexuality. Like sex, like brisk. If you if you're at brisk, if you out here and you fuck and you fucking a mother and her a mother and her and her daughter and then the cousin and then you get all of them pregnant, you need to be shamed. Oh. You need to be ashamed. Oh, of something. yes, yeah. Because you're 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 fucking up lives. You your 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 yes. son is about to be an uncle. Your son and your both your sons about to be an uncle and a nephew and a, that's confusing. And it's and yes. I'm sure you're not managing I agree So I, that's why I think there needs to be some shame. You need to control yourself sexually so that some shame is avoided. Like I definitely agree that some shit needs to be, bro. I'm all for you expressing yourself sexually, but you need to control it because an unchecked sexual mm -hmm. appetite, an unchecked sexual appetite yeah. can lead to a demise. Some everyone can't control yeah. people. You know what I'm saying? Shame helps you control shit. And I think that's good. I think it's good. Yeah. It's not always good because you know, some people shame people too much and then they get depressed and they commit suicide. I don't think that's right. But yeah, shit, a good joke. We'll get you in line, brother. So I think joke. I think he had I think he had a good note about how to responsibly shame somebody. We've said it multiple times. If you do it funny, it goes a lot longer, and it's a little, I guess it's a lot easier to digest than you just going out real blunt. I mean, some niggas do need it. You need to be blunt with some people. Look, that's nasty. But if you joked on somebody about it you're kind of still shaming them but they can understand and process it easier it's they can like kind of laugh. it's like there you go it's like instead of me laughing at well we're kind of laughing at you because you're doing some shameful shit but it's like the the funny joke it will if it's so funny that it makes the person that's being ashamed laugh it's like you understand that what i said was very witty and smart and it was true then it might create change like you, I want, yeah. I want to be, I want, I want this joke to hit you, cause no, but see, some people can't handle jokes. Some people, yes. you might be, you I'm might be idiot. funny, but they just can't handle you being funny about them. Yeah, you know, mm -mm. I'm a fan of shame though. I, I, I guess I you just gotta be blunt. You just gotta be blunt. But see, what about them blunt ass people that's too blunt? What about them ratchet ass motherfuckers that say everything that's on their mind and say shit you don't need to say, like? Especially well, they need to get shamed on controlling themselves. They do, but it, especially about shaming people about things they can't change about themselves, like someone's height or 
and you talk about fat shaming. Now, we all got family. And you know you come into the house, there's somebody going to say so. The first thing they're going to say is something about your weight. Oh, you getting, oh, you getting yeah. big. Your face looking fat. Oh. <laughs> Uh, or or, yeah. or you you've lost weight and they'll be like oh did you have you been in the gym you working out now that's the opposite of fat shaming but it's like that fat shaming do you think that's ever helped somebody like like somebody be like hmm you're looking you're looking kind of you're looking kind of hefty yeah uh, I'm a personal example like when I used to live with my mom she'd be like oh your face getting fat I'm like oh I all right to, I need to check myself I, I need to go go run a couple laps or some shit like like eating late night with this fat shaming shit i feel like people aren't you should there's a reason why people fat shame not to like there's a reason people fat shame because obesity is the number one killer of people especially black people Mm -hmm. obesity leads to diabetes cancer uh, you know, bad breathing, you know, just like it's like uh, arthritis, all of types it. of early onset shit you shouldn't have in your 20s and 30s. So I think a little bit of fat shaming is you, you're being uh, sensitive because, I mean, you can, there's a difference between shaming and bullying. I think mm-hmm. we, have to, we have to differentiate there, right? Shaming is like, look, your face getting fat, uh, you know, you uh you can't ride this ride if you're <laughs> three hundred pounds or some shit or like there you, you go know, that's shame um, you're that overweight you gotta buy two seats on the airplane because yeah. you're too fat you should be ashamed yeah that's to be an indicator that should be an indicator of like all right I need to get my shit together like or like uh what you try you like a fit but it only stops at a certain size that's like mm-hmm. responsible fat shaming. You know what I think Shane uh, does? This is different that and bullying. Yeah, for sure. Sh- yeah, because Shane was like, because bull- I feel like bullying is like an attack sometimes. But sometimes Shane yeah. will like, it's like an indicator, but sometimes somebody will tell you. Like, shame is like something that maybe somebody has been supposed to tell you, but they ain't told you yet. I'm not wording that right. But it's like, yeah. it's something that, it's, it's a way to tell someone something that maybe they have been in denial about. So it's like, we've got to the point where my mother, motherfucker, if you was really conscious of yourself, you would have checked yourself by now. Like you talk about the fat person, bro. If, if somebody yeah. would have checked you when you was 400 pounds, you wouldn't have got to 500 and 600. If somebody would have checked you when you started, when you, yeah. when you were, when you was 300, maybe you wouldn't have got to, you know what I'm saying? So like, Fat shame, fat shaming is it, it definitely goes overboard, and I feel like a lot of people who uh, deal with weight issues they get a lot, they get attacked a lot because it's like an easy target because we feel like that's something you can change with your habits. But um, I'm I'm for yeah. it, bro. Like I, I understand, like I know the line, but it's really hard to tell other people the line when it comes to the shame and shit because I think you started out talking about people are really sensitive. This generation is very sensitive. It's like they can't handle shame. These motherfuckers will off themselves because they got shamed one time. Bro, it's all about yeah. the bounce back, my nigga. Like, it's really about the bounce back. You could you could be the dude that used to be, the dude that used to have bad breath, or you could be the dude that has bad breath and no one wants to talk to. You could be the dude that once you got called out yeah. for having 
once you got called out for something, or you could be the dude that every time, or you could be the dude that's still doing the shit that you should have been called out for, you know what I'm saying? Would R. Kelly mm-hmm. have done all those things to those girls if he'd been shamed more? Because there was no shame for his shit for a long time. People was just letting him do it, and there was no shame. Oh, no, you're, you're sitting outside the high school, but you make good music. We're not going to shame you. That nigga should have yeah. been shamed. That girl's yeah. how old? That's a good point. If that nigga would have got shamed earlier, mm-hmm. And, like, consensus shame. So not just, like, a few people shaming. Like, all around him, shame on you, shame on you, shame on you. Kind of like you've seen, um, <laughs> go back to Game of Thrones, when uh, Cersei was uh, stripped naked and they cut her hair and they made her walk through the whole town. And they was like, shame, mm. shame. And they was throwing shit on her. And she had to walk. She was embarrassed. They embarrassed her by making her walk from one spot to another spot. The, and obviously, she went back and got revenge on all them people. <laughs> but... <laughs> I think that that's the that's where the line of bullying and shame gets too far. When it's public and everybody could pile on, that's probably when it gets a little negative. But these yeah. young motherfuckers nowadays, shame is a great teacher. Yes. Yes. You need to get shamed a couple of times, and that's gonna steer you into the right direction, bro. Like you piss you piss, you piss in your bed when you're a little boy or a little girl. Your parents need to shame you a little bit. You need to piss before you go to bed. And, and and stop being lazy and get about you need a little shame because it because you don't want to be at the summer party you piss on yourself and then you really be ashamed. Yeah. And to be exiled and that's a whole different spiral of mental then, health problems that you could have stopped on day one. Cause I shamed you a little bit. Talking about you I thought you was a big girl. I thought you was a big boy. Big boys don't piss on themselves. <laughs> you smell pissy. <laughs> I'm ashamed. I'm look at this mattress. Shame works in a lot of areas, especially like sports. If you get sh- like coaches, see that's where that line between bullying and shaming it gets blurry, especially with coaches. I sometimes it's hard to, to tell when a coach is bullying you versus shaming you for like what you do. Like, mm-hmm. like if you on watching film, a coach could. Feel like it starts off as shaming, but then they're going in on you for twenty minutes. You didn't mm-hmm. need to curse me out for twenty minutes. I get it. Yeah. I remember in high school, we had film. I got cursed out for like fifteen minutes one day. I was like, "God damn!" Like, like you could have. I mean, I, get, I didn't do it. <laughs> I get the point. <laughs> yeah, you could have stopped after like five minutes. See, it's the piling on, bro. Like you, like yo, I get it. After after the first time you called me out in front of everybody, I get it. Now, if next week I do the same shit again, then you could go 15 minutes on me. Because I guess that point didn't get hammered home enough. Yeah. Like, nah, nigga, look at you on this play. What are you doing? Why'd you do that? Yeah. As opposed, and then and it's like, nigga, and then it kept rewinding and then playing again, rewinding and playing again. Look at you. That was stupid. bullying. Huh? That was bullying. I, I, yeah. I agree. That was bullying. I got bullied by the coach. But but also I do feel like sometimes, and I hate to say this, I feel like only the strong survive, bro. And life, yes, yeah. Like if you if you like, yes, we want to help people that are weaker, and especially mentally, like we want to help people who have mental problems. But it's like at some point, you gotta have some type of grit and strength about yourself to overcome things, like bro. It's part of life. People are going to talk bad about you. People are going to try to make you ashamed. And you got to 
pick yourself up, correct, and keep it moving. And unfortunately, everyone is not having the same constitution and mental constitution to where they could just, oh, well, this was very, bro, I've been embarrassed in my life. My G, let me, let me, let me look you close in the camera. I have been embarrassed, <laughs> my nigga. I have yeah. felt, I felt ashamed. And guess what? It sits with you for a while. And guess what? You know, this shame does. It sit with. It might sit with you for some years. <laughs> but I can honestly say that if the shame isn't as bad as not learning your lesson, mm-hmm. or it's not as bad as not getting better. Now, say I fuck up and I do some bullshit and I do something where I'm shamed. The best part of that is coming back to the same situation and doing better or not doing that thing no more yeah. or, or improving yeah. and, cha- and changing yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like doing some embarrassing shit, getting caught doing some shit that you shouldn't be doing and you get ashamed. And then the, the, the feeling of when you come back and you're in that same situation and not doing that thing again, there's almost no better mm-hmm. feeling. Like there's, I'm telling you, it's it's liberal. It's it's worth. It's not worth the. Sh- I don't know if it, it is worth the. Sh- it's worth the shame to overcome something. To 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 to, to, to when you was fucking up on that play in football, to fuck up and get shame like that. But then guess what? If he came back next week and be like, I know I talked shit about you last week, but this play right here, look what you did here. Yeah. Last week you was doing this, but this week. You pancake this motherfucker, and we ran for a forty-yard touchdown because of you. If you didn't yep. make this block, that feeling is redemptive. Yeah. So, like, if you're a drug addict, you should kind of feel shame for being a drug addict. So the next time, when when you have the opportunity to be do some drugs, I'm just giving more examples. But that I'm telling you, is redemptive, bro. I'm telling, it feels good, and and hopefully people are strong enough and they're instilled with enough that you. That's what people need to know. That the shame ain't gonna last forever. Unless you really do some fuck shit like molest a kid or or murder someone unjustly. That shame. Or, well, that you should shame be shamed. Forever. You should that's, be bullied. You don't need shame. Gonna bully you for life until you kill yourself. But you all these little the little the little fuck ups that we have in life, that shame don't last forever, bro. It don't. Take, take it from me. Listen, if, if I've never told you anything, the shame don't last forever. The advocate right here. Did you feel shamed after that night? My nigga. <laughs> what are you talking about, bro? It's, it's a thing, and I've heard other people talk about it. It's like when you walk around, you think everyone knows what you did. And you think everyone's looking at you. Yeah. Like they know exactly who you are, what you did. Why the fuck they're looking at Yeah. Everyone knows. It's like, it's kind of like you think everyone knows what's wrong with you. It's like you think everyone can see through you. And then that lasts mm-hmm. that lasts for a while. But then you get to the point where you're like, that motherfucker don't know about what happened. And if they do know about what happened, you gotta own it to a point where you're like, yep, that was me. But that ain't me no more. Yep, that happened to me. But it's not gonna happen again. And all you could do is every day prove to yourself that you're not that person. And improve to yourself that you actually changed your whatever. But um, also my home like 
I think you, I went out with you, and like people wouldn't let me stay in that way for too long. That's where me and you and Kenny, like a week after I got arrested for my shit, you and me and Kenny went out to the fucking club. Like we was like, uh, yeah. we went to like <laughs> Griffin in DC and I'm in there. Listen, I still didn't have no cell phone or nothing, but I'm like, my nigga, I'm in this party and I'm just like everybody else. So I'm start thinking like, yeah. what, what, what has everyone else done that has shamed them? But I'm looking at this person right now and I would never know. Like I would never know what this person yeah. was ashamed about. But because right now when I'm looking at this person, they're happy, they're having fun, they're confident. And I wouldn't know that they were ashamed by some shit they did in the past. You know what I'm saying? And unless they told me. So that kind of gave me perspective. Mm -hmm. And then then I went right back to the scene of the incident. So it's like I was my whole life. (laughs) My whole life, I feel like I was bad. That must have been a trip. It's always a trip. But like anytime I fall down or I fuck up, bro, I'm the type of person that go right back to the to the pain. Mm-hmm. To, so that I could feel everything and process it quick. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to be processing shit for years and years to come. I want to yeah. get right back to it. All right, what was the problem? Let's attack it head on. Like I like. Yeah, that's a good tactic, I, honestly. When I fall off the horse, I'm the type of nigga to get right back on the exact same horse and go to the exact same spot where I fucked up, so that either I'm gonna fuck up again or I'm gonna get it right. You know what I'm saying? So, shame, guess what? Yeah. Shame did that. <laughs> shame. We're going to title this a load. We're gonna, I feel like the title got to be a low down, dirty shame. I like that. Is that a shame? Low down, dirty. Show? It's a shame, Movie. but listen, some of these motherfuckers was never shamed, and you can tell. Shame! Or they never received that shame. Donald, Donald Trump wouldn't be doing the shit he was doing if that nigga was ashamed. Or he might oh, be just yeah. a real psychopath and he don't give a fuck about that shit. I think he, I, yeah, I think he's a psycho. I think it's a both. Real because he probably didn't grow up with a lot of shame. He, he that, that, I don't give a fuck mentality, narcissistic mentality, just kind of just grew. And it kept growing. And, and no one poured no water on that shit. Nobody shamed him enough. Yeah, and they're not going to do that now. Right away. And they're not going to do that now. Like, you know what I'm saying? No one shames that nigga that he cares about. But no, but you know what I'm saying? I don't think he cares about anybody. So I think that no one can shame him because we've tried to shame him. The media, every time we get a chance, we're like, nigga, you know you're a liar, right? You know, like you've lied (laughs) and been caught in lies. And he's he's really like. He did that yesterday. No one could, like, he's unshameable. Like, you could, he's unshameable. And it's a gift and a curse. It is a gift and a curse. That's the ultimate villain. A nigga you can't shame for anything. That's the ultimate villain. Because he just that, I don't give a fuck. Uh, Gene, but see, that's why I say it's a gift. It's like you the told last stone. Go ahead. The, the I don't give a fuck Gene is like the last infinity stone. You know what I'm saying? That is a great stone though, bro. Because if you're, if you're living righteously, it's a good stone. But if you live in if you're not living righteous, bro, it's like you could you could be like you could be the nigga that spread his butt cheeks on OnlyFans, and you'd be like, so what? Yeah, I spread my butt cheeks. Yes, that's what he do. He'd be like, yeah, I spread yeah. my butt cheeks on OnlyFans, and yeah. and I made a million dollars off of it. What are you gonna do about it? And what can you say to that? Nothing. Nothing, because you don't got a million dollars. Because you don't got a million dollars, and that motherfucker is standing in the the spreading of the butt cheeks. It's like, what can you do? 
<laughs> standing in the spreading of the butt cheeks. But it's like, you want to do that, but live righteously. You don't want to be standing in no bullshit and then be like, yep, I'm covered in shit. And I don't care. Mm-hmm. You want to be like, yeah, I'm a good person and I don't care. And, and, I, and, I, and I'm a good person. And I want everyone to be a good person. That's what you want to do. You don't want to be a person like, yeah, I'm an evil person. And I don't give a fuck what happened. That's not what you want to be. Because guess what? Yeah. Judgment will come to you in this life or the next. Or, ne- or the next one. Or in your middle life. Or that between <laughs> one of the three heavens before you go. What was the last week? One of the it's, two it's heavens like before the, you get to the main heaven. Hell. Yep. You're going to experience or, one of the levels. Yeah. You better hope it's the, yeah. the highest level, not the lowest level. Well, you know, I think that all in all that we, we've come to today is, man, you know, responsibly shame people. Keep shaming alive um, because you're gonna, it's going to work out for the best thing and the best of our, uh, of our uh, I guess, species, human race. People need to get shamed mm-hmm. for doing things that just just saying right. Like there are moral things you should get shamed for. Or bullied. Oh for sure, but for sure, bro. You know what I'm saying? You don't brush your teeth, get shamed. You know what I'm saying? No one want, you don't want people to walk around with uh te- smelly smelly breath. You know, they don't put deodorant on. Regardless if it's like organic or what put deodorant on, you know, shame people that stink. Shame people that don't take care of their kids. You know, just day. moral things. Just moral things. Please do. Keep shaming alive. All right. Uh, so I got like two questions. You know, I think we had a good reception from our our Q and A last week, so we're gonna keep keep the uh, keep the fun rolling. All right, Terry, you ready? As soon as I set up this goddamn camera. <laughs> yes, I'm ready. All right. I'll let you set it up. All right, the question says, it's a doozy. Me and my man's girl was at the same party and he wasn't there. We was, we was all drunk and I ended up having sex with her that night. That's, had, that's been my best friend since I got here. So do I tell him and ruin a relationship or keep it, keep it a secret with his girl? Boys, what you doing, bitch? What do you think? Well, no, what do you think? <laughs> you said what? What do you think? <laughs> I'm not going first. <laughs> you got to keep it secret. You got to keep it. You know what? I don't know. I you know actually. You got to tell. You got to tell. You got to tell. You got to tell. And that's your man's. You, you know what I was thinking? You know what I was thinking? I'm in between both. I'm in between both. I said, don't be that nigga friend no more. Just stop texting that nigga. Bro. Don't ever talk to yeah. him again. Like, if you really, yeah, if you tell him the friendship is over, if you don't tell him you're living with that secret, and that shit is like, what if he ends up marrying that girl? You gotta hope he break up with her. <laughs> like, but yeah, if, like, if you don't, you gonna end up in a, the best man type of story, you know, storyline. Yep. You know, when Morris Chestnut got gonna, mad because he thought his shorty ain't never fucked nobody, and then he and found he out his man's fucked. He gonna hang you off a balcony, yeah. bro. This is the definition of the best man. This, this is, is the literally best man. the best man. I say don't be his friend no more. <laughs> like, 
if that's really your friend, okay, this, this is a question. I have a question and I have two scenarios. So if you want to keep him as your friend, potentially, you got to tell him. You got to tell him. Mm-hmm. If you want, you have to tell him because you got to put it in his hands for him to make the decision whether to continue to be your friend or to cut you off. But you got to tell him. Because living with a lie, it's not a friendship no more. Like, you violated the friendship when you fucked this girl. So the only way to kind of reinstall the friendship is to tell the truth. That's the only way. Yes. But, and the other option is I say, you got to stop being that nigga friend. Like, you really like, but that's pussy. So, like, I was got to duck off. (laughs) You got to, like, dip. Like, he going to be like, yo, what happened to you, bro? You be like, man, that's been busy. And then every time you go keep being busy, eventually he'll get the hint. And then, but then he'll start searching for what happened. He'll be like, damn, why is he not like, niggas, he gonna do his own investigation and then he gonna find out what, what the day was that you stopped fucking with him. And he gonna correlate text messages back between you and you and his girl. And he gonna figure out that you fucked this girl and that's why you're not talking to him. So I think you said it right. Uh, first off, we gotta figure out why is he going, first off, we gotta figure out why is he going to a party with his man Shorty without him? That should Bro, already happen. be a red flag. It could happen. It could happen. It could be her girl's night out, and one night you didn't go out with him, and y'all end up at the same place, and you fuck her. <sighs> the right thing to do is tell him. So that he's not living a lie, yeah. and you're not living a lie. What was that? What was hey, the last question? Just, for your conscience, the last question was, should he tell him and ruin a relationship or keep it a secret with his girl? Tell him. Tell him. Tell him. Tell him. Yeah. Cause he don't want, cause you don't, cause if you're really or, your friend, you don't want him being with that girl. If that's your friend, you don't want him with that girl. That's gonna fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you don't want him with that girl. Tough, if you're really trying to be a friend, that's that's the real question. Or was he really your friend? If he was really your friend, like you just assume they were both drunk and and accident. Accidents happen. He accidentally slipped like, in some stroke. pussy. And it was, it, it could have happened so quick that you was like, God damn, did I really just fuck her? You got to tell. You got to tell. Because yeah. you keep that secret, my nigga? Yeah, tell. That's a dirty secret, nah. bro. That's a dirty secret. Some people could keep that secret. I'm the type of nigga that I'm not going to keep that secret, bro. I'm not going to fuck my man's girl and then not tell him. I'm yeah. not. I'm not. I can't what do it. What we say? Ninety percent of niggas in jail in the book. Ninety percent of jail. Ninety percent of jail niggas in, a, in jail for a pussy. Cause look, say you don't tell, but they get in an argument, and she throw that in that nigga face. He gonna be like, "What? Oh, you getting shot? He coming to kill you and her? Yeah, you getting murdered. He could kill yeah. you when you tell him too, though. You getting murdered? <laughs> he could kill you when you tell him too, though." <laughs> <laughs> that's the chance that's a, you just gotta take it's a lose-lose because you are losing a relationship and you might lose your life it's it's um and also you gotta know your mans if your mans is a i'll die for this pussy type of nigga tell him over the you phone you gotta keep it secret you gotta, you gotta throw <laughs> i can't keep send them a letter when you're in another state all right you keep that secret but then you sabotage their relationship so they break up Yeah, do what uh, do what Snooki and Jay Wild did. Okay, how about this though? 
Briss, this is the real question. You gotta write a letter. This is the real question, though. This is the real question. What's the player thing to do? See, the player thing is not always the easy thing to do. The player thing is you gotta keep behind with your mans. That's that's see, this is a, for the podcast, we gotta to give him the player advice. The player advice is tell your mans that you fucked this girl and then and however the cards fall. That's the player thing to do. Yeah. Especially if you wanna yeah. keep him as a friend. Now, you he he's writing this letter because he's conflicted. So it ain't like he don't care about the nigga. It's a nigga he care about. You gotta tell him. Yep. You gotta tell them, cause yeah. if it was play, if it was some real players that you just fucked an acquaintance girl, uh, you fucked a nigga that you just kind of know, girl, then you you don't gotta say shit to that nigga. But it's your homie, it's your best friend, like he said, you gotta tell him. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes and I would, I would probably, and I wouldn't do it. In, well, you, you <laughs> say it's like a nigga that you know could beat your ass. It's like, do you don't tell him in person. <laughs> Or nigga that got or you gotta do it. You gotta do it like FaceTime. You gotta do it like um like you're breaking up with them. You gotta take them to a public place. Yeah. Like yep. a restaurant where there's exactly. no there's, yeah, where there's no one no, hey, there's like witnesses. Because it might be a breakup. Yeah. Yeah. You don't you don't want him to get <laughs> you don't want him to get too angry and start beating on you in public because he's not gonna do it in public. Exactly. Take him to a very public place, be like, yo man, let's go to the bar. And like, nah, let's not sit at the bar. Let's sit at the table. <laughs> let's sit at the table. Because <laughs> the waitress be like, because the waitress is cute. Because the waitress is cute. I want, I want, I want to get this waitress, and then, he, and then tell them, yeah, yeah. Yep, that's the answer. Yeah, it's a tough situation. Very tough. Don't Best fuck, of luck to you, bro. Don't fuck your, don't fuck your friend's girl in the future either. <laughs> don't. Yeah, that's probably the, the real lesson in this. Don't Just leave her hands. alone, bro. I don't care. Like, stop yourself, my G. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, the last question today. This is my head home. So. Somebody wrote. I think it's a girl. Teenager. I feel like she's a teenager or whatnot. She says, I just learned my entire family thinks my best friend is a bad influence. I don't see how she's a bad influence because we always just send each other random crap. None of it's offensive or discouraging. What should she do? So she finds that she found out that her parents think her best friend is bad for her. Mm. What should she do? I think she should do what Briss would do. Um, Take a step outside yourself and look at yourself and see if this person is actually a bad influence. Like, cause if you, she's, she's justifying her friendship and, or the person justifying, I think she said she, she's justifying her friendship in her mind. So you, she, she cleared yeah. the first level of protocols. Now what you need to do is be mm. objective. Step outside yourself and look at yourself from a different perspective. Look at yourself from your family perspective. Where are you at in your life? Where are they at in their life? Are you progressing forward? Are they progressing forward? See, ask, ask your friend, ask your family specifically to tell you the ways that you, they think that that person is a bad influence. And then either, yeah. either accept it or dismiss it. And then I think you'd be able to better make your choice. So I would do yeah. what Bruce would do. Take a step outside yourself. Ask yourself those questions. 
are are they doing good in their life? Are you progressing forward in your life? Are they progressing forward in their life? Are they making steps to improve? Are you making steps to improve? Or are you guys kind of in like holding each other in that same space? And then I think you'll be able to determine whether you need to keep that person as a friend and your parents are tripping or your family is tripping or if no, you're tripping and they're actually a bad friend. You uh you answered every uh, every point in my head. You answered that very on the right on right on. I, the spot. I said, what would Briz, what would Briz do? I said, what would Briz do? You got to You got to Yeah, do what Briz would do. definitely, definitely got to ask your parents like, why do you think this person is a bad influence? Uh, parents, so I'm in between parents. I've heard this conversation before, personally. Um, I don't know her age. So I would assume they're teenagers. Being a teenager is a tough spot to, to listen to anything from your parents. Because mm-hmm. you automatically think they're hating. For sure. Automatically. So um, it's very, it's, it would be very growing of you to ask them for objective uh, information, not, not internalizing it as they're just hating on you and your friendship. Mm-hmm. So, but if if they give you concrete information, like look, you used to, you know, you used to go to work every day, and you since being with her, you don't miss work four or five times, and now you got a charge or some shit like that. That's concrete information. Yeah, you gotta look at it like that, and yeah. it's it's really hard to let go of friends though. Like that's a that's a, um, I'm I'm a great ghoster, so I've never like had to like end friendships. I'll just like kind of just back away. Um, I've never actually, I said this fun, I said this, uh, recently, I was like, I don't think I've ever broken up with anybody either. I just kind of ghosted. <laughs> like, bro, I, I don't think I've ever sat down with someone and been like, yeah, um, this ain't gonna work. I kind of just like text one word answers until they stop texting me. Yeah. <laughs> so it is, I, I'm acknowledging that for this person, I understand it might be hard that if you come to the conclusion that that person is actually a bad friend. For you to let go, it's hard. Yeah, I don't even think I've been able to do that head on. So I don't think I've ever go. I don't think I've ever broken up with a friend either. Now I'm thinking about it, like you just it just phased out. Right. It phased out. But some people, but some people don't just fade out. Some people hold on to bad friendships, and I think that that's yeah. what's happening here. They're holding on to someone bad. Because, like you said, like like you just said, if someone is like, "Yo, you've missed work." you used to play sports, you quit sports because that person, like, that's something that, that's very key indicators that that's not a positive influence on you. If, if they're not, like, encouraging you to be the best you can be, like, yo, go to work, go get that money. I know, I know we could kind of fuck around today and, yo, we, there's a party we should go to, but nah, go to work because you're going to want that money next week. Like, that's yeah. the type of person you want in your life, you know? So um, what would Briss do? Briss would take a step outside themselves and look at themselves. Yeah. Yes. Now that's that's a grown Briss that came up with the I say Briss. Chris, that's a grown Chris. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a grown Chris that came up with that realization. Now teenage Chris, I would think he was hating. And so I'm yeah. I don't know. Like hey, talking to teenagers is rough. Um, you gotta challenge these motherfuckers though. Yeah. They're, they're, they're stupid. Listen, we were stupid, but we were smart. Yeah. And I always 
and I and for any young listeners out there, we do have some young listeners. I think we 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 reach back to some eighteen year old people to actually listen to the podcast. Um, you gotta kind of like don't take everything everyone says for like facts and valid, but anybody older than you, I do want you to at least listen out to them. Yeah, because you can learn shit from people older than you. Now, is everyone older than you, smarter than you, and more knowledgeable than you? Fuck no. But I do, I do think that for young people, they should listen to people older than them who have been before them, especially their elders and older people in their family and older people that they know, because they've they've made it to ages you haven't, and they might. It's a positive just just for the possibility that they can give you some knowledge you don't already have. You should give them an ear for a for at least a second, for at least a, yeah. enough for them yeah. to make a point. Now, if you listen to some old motherfucker and ain't making no goddamn points, that's when you know what the fuck. <laughs> this nigga, you could always tell because people like this motherfucker been talking for fucking fifteen minutes and ain't said shit. Yeah, but, but so so at least give them the little fifteen minutes just to hear it, and then you could be like, oh no, they ain't talking about shit. Because the opportunity to gain knowledge, you should always take. You should always try to take it. So listen to old heads, and then and then decide whether they talking about bullshit or not. There you go, young one, uh, young lady. I guess she's a. I would assume she's. That's a she. So, uh, if you have any more questions, listeners, please send us questions at mazeltalkspod at gmail.com. Or hit our DMs on IG or Twitter. We will answer your questions with uh, precision, um, keeping your name out with anonymity. Yes, we will. Give if you we that player we'll question. You said so what? If we, up, we'll ed- if we slip up, we'll edit your name out. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we'll, we'll take care of you with player advice. All right. So the last segment of the day is our Black Business, a uh, Black Business of the Week. So this one is, uh, I don't know this business personally, um, but in our pursuit of wealth and happiness, uh, you got to learn about diversifying your money in your portfolio. So uh, most millionaires and billionaires are real est- or have money tied up in real estate. And real estate is one of the easiest ways of diversifying your portfolio. So uh, today, um, I want to put you guys onto a, a, a company called the Tulsa Real Estate Fund. Mm. The Tulsa Real Estate Fund is a uh, it's a uh, website and it's a it's a group where it's a it's a black owned group where they come together and it's basically the same thing as like it's called R E R E I T REITs. That real estate uh, it's a real estate fund which will, you put your money into it and start off as low as $500, but it's a great way of getting into the real estate game with uh, little low entry uh, entry ways into it. So, you know, a lot of you think about real estate, you think you need hundreds of thousands of dollars or you got to do, you know, do the flipping or things like that. Um, you know, this, this way is another way of doing it. So from there about us, uh, the Tulsa Real Estate Fund is an economic vehicle that enables the working class and institutional investors to own shares in equity and a portfolio of real estate assets acquired or managed through the fund through uh, strategic private equity partnerships, public, private, public and private partnerships, and debt financing. 
The Real Estate Fund has received national recognition from Forbes and dozens of other local news broadcasts, write-ups, and online magazines covering both the historical significance of the fund and its early, and its early success. Um, but the reason I brought it across is uh, it's a Black-owned business, um, and I'm going to invest in it soon. So I already invest in another type of real estate uh, fund that helps me, you know, um, diversify my portfolio and uh, assets and investments. But I oh, want to start spending my money. Oh, you got a portfolio. I, I mean, portfolio. I mean, yeah, that's the different ways of success of, of uh, creating wealth. You need to have diversifications in your funds, you know, investing and saving and uh, stuff like we that. We said the streams of income on this podcast before. There's seven streams of income. I don't know if you guys remember them, but there are seven ways to continue to get money. Um, and so this is the plan that I tell you guys that I would suggest for people uh, become a slash investor partner. So this is good for individuals, families, um, nonprofits, and things like that. Uh, the benefits of it is uh, you become an owner in commercial and real estate, real estate assets, as well as a uh for as little as $500. Um, so that's your minimum investment, which is pretty low compared to like the real high startup cost for investments in real estate. Um, you get 50% of share of the profits. Uh, you get to manage and monitor your investment account electronically. You get the, a monthly investor newsletter um, and the ability to invest and have a social impact. So, you know, we we're talking about black wealth on here. We want black people to have the wealth. We want black people to have to be able to create change for their families, create generational wealth. Uh, real estate is one of the biggest things. If you're not out here flipping houses or actual real estate lender or things like that, and you want to do this passively, uh, look into the Tulsa Real Estate Fund. So there's a website is www.tulsarealestatefund.com. Um, there it is. Mm. Thank you, Tate. Next to you, up to I'm, you, sir. I love it. Shout out to Black Excellence. Shout out to Tulsa Real Estate Fund. Thank you for that, Briss. Um, This is going to be a little unorthodox one today. Like, I don't really have a message. kind of just want to give a shout out to Islam. Um, okay. I just want to give a shout out to Islam. Um, I was raised Christian. I went to a Baptist church. I was baptized. Um, and that was the religion that I, I was raised under, you know, I, the, I was taught Jesus Christ, you know, the Bible, Ten Commandments, the Lord's Prayer, you know, study my sword and all those things. And I got a lot out of it. And but as I got older, you know, I, I grew up in a I grew up in North Virginia. It's a, it's a very large Muslim and it's, it, Islamic population. And I had a lot of friends that are Islam. And um, I saw them celebrate holidays different from me. I saw I saw them celebrating Eid and Ramadan and I was I was intrigued and um I always respected I always respected all my friends who were, who were Muslim you know I like the way they carried themselves their parents were uh always taught tradition and things of that nature and I always and I really liked the traditions that they had I liked the way that they come around family they, they uplift the family and they um you know every religion has their their controversial sides and things that and especially in America you know Islam was for a long period of time, you know, there was Islamophobia and after 9-11, there was a lot yeah. of attacks on Muslim in that community. 
but I never, I never bought into any of those things. I, I knew, uh, once I, once I realized the, the, the split that came up from the Abrahamic religions and how Islam was just another holy book. I mean, how the Quran was just another holy book. Um, I still have yet to dive into it the way that I would like to, but on this part of the podcast, um, the spiritual segment. I just kind of want to shout out Islam. Um, it was a, re a religion that spread throughout Africa as I am of African descent. I understand the historical benefits and all the things that Islam brought to Africa and the world. And I know that as black Americans, a lot of, a lot of us have, uh, we've hold, we've held on to Christianity for, uh, and it has got us through. It has got us through a lot of times, you know, a lot of bad times and helped us to become, helped us to grow and prosper. But also Islam and, and the Muslim community, and the Muslim community has done a, has done a great deal for black people in America. I think of the nation of Islam. I think of Malcolm X. I think of Elijah Muhammad. I think of uh, Minister Louis Farrakhan. I think of the fruit of Islam. I think of a lot of things that have been, um, a lot of ways that Islam has, been intertwined with the black community and I do not think it's a bad thing I think it's one of, I think it's an amazing thing and I just want to challenge people I know Christian I know a lot of black Americans are Christian but I want to challenge our listeners to also do their research into Islam and and into the faith because I think there's a lot of strength and power and a lot of traditions that can help us as we progress into 2021 and beyond so Shout out to Islam, and that's my spiritual segment. Yeah, shout out to Islam. Shout out to all my Muslim brothers and sisters. Uh, I, Inshallah. Yeah. Um, you know, spending some time. I grew up in Kuwait a couple of years. I was in a mostly uh, Muslim country, so I, I saw I saw that firsthand. And, you know, like I grew up in Northern uh, Virginia too. A lot of my good friends are Muslim. And yeah, you point out a really good point. So I think this is a period of time where people should be challenging the status quo of everything, you know, and Christianity, and uh, that's included, especially when we have uh, this country is a quote unquote Christian country, and we see there's a lot of not a not a lot of Christian values being oh. held up from the people in charge. So um, it's important to. That's how things get stagnant. That's how we end up things like how we're here now in America with this politics situation. People don't challenge the status quo and these things just continue to fester and don't change and there is no change. So appreciate, that's a good shout out this week, uh, Terry. Um, yeah. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Mother's Talk, the safe place for keeping a player where we keep it kosher every time, all the time. Uh, I like to say there are three rules to success. Stay true to yourself, stay true to the code, and wear your mask and wash your hands. Um, we're about to be out. Thank you for another mix from DJ Jarvie. Yes, sir. See you next week, man. Peace.
actress on the floor. You don't never front line of war. You ain't never had a line of tour. You ain't got a line around the store. You ain't dead. You ain't dead. I never see your name up in the floor. You ain't got a line around the store. Never put an actress on the floor. You ain't never front line of war. You ain't dead. None of this. You ain't dead. None of this. New Nipsey hustle. Check me out. You in trouble? Check me out. Pay us now. Check me out. Or pay me double. Check me out. New Nipsey hustle. Check me out. New Nipsey hustle. Check me out. New Nipsey hustle. Check me out. Nigga, fuck it. Check me out. Nigga, fuck it. I came from nothing. Shootouts in public. Riding buses. Buying Benzes. It's buying buckets. Knock me off from my grind. That's what they wasn't. My life was ugly. Then I got money. Got a glimpse of that, but that's not for me. She say she love me, she thinks she love me. She want my money, I think she funny. Just a man on a mission, with my hand on my gun. Couple niggas that hate me, but way more people show love. Niggas trying too hard, they dying to ball. Turn around and hate on me like it's a crime to evolve. Too afraid to be different, too ashamed to just listen. See, I'm way too 100, so now they hate on my niggas. Tried to hate on my crippers, tried to hate on my business. Not to call you a bitch, they gon' hate on my bitches. So if you fucking with Nip, let you know my intentions. Got to think like a rider, you got to know your position. So if it's cool. The we can hop in my Mercedes coupe Pop the cork off the superior bulls Crank the music blowing circles out the roof And just enjoy the view She said If you are mine I said If you are mine Every time I come in the kitchen You in the kitchen I'm with you, little mom. Matter of fact, 